knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Because you listen to this outstanding podcast, I'd like to invite you to check out another one that you may like as well. I'm Tom Rowland, host of Saltwater Experience Television Show and the Tom Rowland Podcast. Each week, I drop three brand new shows, including interviews with extreme performers like the true giants of the fishing world, authors, athletes, Navy SEALs, and regular people with extraordinary stories to learn what took them to the top and how we can apply those same principles to our lives. How-to episodes are on Tuesday, and tune in for Physical Fridays to make sure you're on the path to catch a tarpon when you're 95 years old or be at your very best tomorrow. So search for the Tom Roland Podcast where you listen or go to TomRolandPodcast.com and come on over. You're listening to the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast where when you can't be in the outdoors, we bring it to you. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast. My name is Walt, and typically my co-host Chase would be here, but we've got a special guest. We've got a guy who has mentored me as a turkey hunter, who is mentoring me as a turkey call maker, and is probably one of the best call makers that I know. I, I run his calls. I love everything that he's made that I've touched has been gold and we'll introduce the mystery guest here in just a second. But guys, if this is the first time joining us, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for being a part of the Chasing Tales family. Uh, Each and every week we bring you content that we think is relevant to you guys that'll inspire you to get outside, do more, try something different, or maybe just try a little harder at whatever it is that you're passionate about in life. And we are thrilled to have you here. Real quick, before we get to the rest of the show, I just want to give a shout out to Patreon. We have some new Patreon members. Okay, huge shout out to Nick Norman out of um, Central Florida and Jonathan Courtney out of North Carolina. We are behind on the shout outs. My apologies, gentlemen, but uh, both these gentlemen signed up to contribute to the show monetarily and they're getting stickers, they're getting hats, they're getting discounts on all the Chasing Tales merch. Most importantly, they're getting added to our Marco Polo group and our Discord app, which is kind of a digital deer camp. We're kind of, we're bringing deer camp back. It's just, it's outdoor camp as a whole, but deer camp, turkey camp, depends on the season. We are carefully organizing a group of guys who have got a variety of skills sets and we share those skill sets with there for everybody we we the information is is readily available no one holds back we've got bow smiths we've got call makers now <laughs> we've got uh, we've got uh you know, incredible inshore fishermen we've got all these guys who are there providing information you know helping each other encouraging everybody and it's just one of the ways that we say thank you now one of the things that we do is twice a year we do giveaways and I am sitting right now next to a gentleman who has willingly participated uh, in sponsoring this giveaway. And so this this spring, we're giving away a Stevens 301 20 gauge. We are giving away calls from Lifer Custom Calls and calls from Honeycomb Custom. Now, we're not going to talk much about Honeycomb Custom because they're going to get their own uh, moment in the spotlight. Today is about our mystery guest, Mr. Gene Lifer. Dude, you drove uh, almost halfway across the panhandle to be here in person. You insisted on in person. We could have done it remote, but you're like, dude, I'm going to drive to your house in the middle of the night, having worked 24 hours to, to do a podcast. And yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about, I don't know about halfway across the panhandle, but <laughs> I'm here, man. It, it ain't but about an hour. And then, <clears throat> like I said, I was already at work and yeah. it wasn't but about 30 minutes to, to ride over here. So. I appreciate you having me on, man. I've been looking forward to it. I really have. It's uh, it's been something that, like I said, it's I, I'm here for it. So, okay, this is the first time we've had you on the show, is it not? It is. Okay, I, that's a shame, and I I I, I should be stunned or um, let's see, stoned is the word I'm, I'm going for. We should be stoned. I should be stoned for not having you on before because 
last year, one of my good buddies, Derek, knocked my glass call off of the wall and it hit the floor. And turkey calls do a really good job with, with hard impacts. Um, it, it's what they're known for. And so it, it did a, this beautiful mosaic spiderweb effect. And I was suddenly without my 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 go-to call at the time. And, and I hit you up and you were in the middle of turkey season, in the middle of peak turkey sales i'm certain and turned me a call overnight yeah no it it, uh and it's crazy because it was like last year a flip switched and or a switch flipped sorry it it, it it's been a crazy 24 hours um (laughs) anyways you know it's like something click and i mean i had to call calls flying off the shelf and i was busy i was in the wood shop from january all the way until uh all the way until june and then i mean i was just like all right i gotta take a break and then you know because i got i picked it up like a week later and, uh, so I uh, hadn't really stopped with it, but, but no, man, um, like I said, you, you called me up and I was, I threw one in the lineup and it was good to go. <laughs> you, you, we met in a parking lot behind a state building in, in some of the hottest weather of, uh, that I've seen in a while on lunch break. And I got the call and I remember you, I don't know why this sticks out in my memory, but you're like, I just glued this last night. So keep it cool for like another 12 hours. You were like, you were trying to get me to like, right. Cause you didn't want the glue to like, well, and yeah. And I think if I remember correctly, I think you were going hunting that weekend I or was. hunting that day. Yep. It was something, it was something you needed it then. And, and I mean, I've, of course, me and you've had a lot of conversations yeah. now about building calls and you're asking me questions like, when can I play it? And <laughs> 12 hours, you can probably scratch on a little bit. So yeah. it probably wasn't a big deal, but, uh, but no, um, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad I could really help you out, man, because that was, uh, <laughs> I don't know, it was just funny. Yeah, but no, I've been known to, to deal illegal turkey calls at state buildings and fire departments now, so. <laughs> I love that so much. So I, I've got in my hand a couple calls from you that you're doing part of the giveaway, and I'm and I'm jealous. I have a, one of these, and I'm still jealous that I'm giving one away. I don't have a slate. I'm going to rectify that here sh- shortly, but kind of give us a rundown of what we're looking at because I've got a glass and a slate. Tell me about the tell me about the glass first. So it's a glass over glass. It's uh, it's set in a black walnut pot, um, and that walnut wood is actually from North Florida. Um, it's uh, from one of the hurricanes of the, my wood supplier that I go through. Uh, Rebel Ventures, they do only like salvage stuff. So okay. any downed trees, I mean, they take out trees too. Like if somebody sure. needs a tree trimmed or whatever, but pretty much any downed trees from hurricanes, they go and salvage and, and, uh, that's where I get a lot of my black walnut from. And like I said, that's from North Florida. Um, but it's a glass over glass. Mm-hmm. Um, all, I mean, that's, you know, that's hand turned right there and good old Monticello. Yeah. Right at my wood shop. Yep, yep. The um, uh, turkey call mecca of the world. It's it's gonna be, it's gonna be. Uh, nah, it's a, uh, you know, it's 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 a it's a super fun hobby, and it's turned into a great little side business, sure. and, and I'm loving it, man. Yeah, loving loving meeting people. You know, I get to come do cool podcasts, and yeah, yeah, with hobbits. Hey, well, you know, somebody's got to equal out the. <laughs> my niece calls me an ogre, so because I so she's she's a little short. Uh, She's short, and I she, I call her a little bridge troll, and so she's like, "Oh, you're an ogre, you know?" Because I'm six nine, so it's, you know, we go back and forth, man. I'm used to the tall jokes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and when he says six nine, he's not exaggerating. I told my wife, I said, "Listen, this guy's big," and she's like, "Well, have you met this guy before?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." And she's like, "How'd you meet him?" And I said, "Tinder." And she goes, "Ha ha, real funny." And I just kept staring at her. She's like, "Come on, Walt." I'm like, "No." She goes, "So you have met this guy?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." She goes, "Okay, cool," because you're saying he's like he's not going to be able to fit through the doorways and I haven't met this guy. I'm like, trust me, Gene's cool. He's, yeah, he's, he's cool. So us, us giants are peaceful people. <laughs> That's all right. Unless you're never mind. I'm not going to go there. But yeah, uh, no, this call is gorgeous, man. And so the reason why I say I'm, I'm jealous about this is because I have this exact same call and I know how good it call, how good it sounds. And I'm not going to play it right now because my boy's asleep, but we were outside <laughs> and I told you, and you can, you, on the record, I told you that this is my favorite call that I've ever played. And it, it has set the bar so high for me as a call maker because any glass over glass that I do, if it doesn't sound like this, it, it's, it might sound great and it might sell. But I'm like, God, the, the bar has been set with this one, man. Well, I appreciate it, man. And I mean, because it's, you don't know how many call makers there are until you get into this little yeah. section of this, of the hunting industry. And there's thousands and you don't, you know, you'd never know. Um, and it's the same with duck call makers too, but, um, you know, and, and of course duck dynasty really blew that up, but 
you would not know that there's that many uh, turkey call makers until you just start looking around and you're like, holy cow, you know, like, I mean, I, I lose track of how many there is in Florida and then there's new people that are, Hey, do you know so-and-so? And I'm like, no, but all right, let me look him up and see what they're about. And, you know, and of course, then I, you go to call shows and now it's social media and you get to, you get to befriend a lot of call makers. So it's, you're in competition with people, but then you're also really good buddies with people and it's, it's fun. I think that's the interesting thing to me is like, if you want to know how to make a duck call, Google it. The dimensions are there. You want to make a turkey call. Mm -hmm. You can kind of get some information, but the inner workings of what goes into a turkey call is very clearly a closely guarded secret for a variety of reasons. But at the same time, if you're a decent individual and you ask the right questions, like you've done for me, right. you get nudges in the right direction. Like today, you assessed one of my calls and said, I think you might want to make this a little thicker, mm-hmm. adjust this. And um, it, it's cool because it's it's a quiet community. Like you said, you don't know they're there. Because you think Woodhaven, you think Primo's, Primo's you think, right. And those are the yeah. people who have the big ad space. But there are hundreds, thousands of people across the country making little unique calls to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you're in there and you prove it a little while, people start like reaching out and saying, cause I had two guys reach out on Instagram, like, Hey man, you might want to consider doing this and that. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. Um, but I, I like it. I, I enjoy making calls. And it's, it's super fun, man. And like I tell anybody that I say anybody, um, like I said, it's all about how you come, how you come across to me with, with your questions and stuff. Yep. But, and I don't think I've ever turned anybody down from giving them help. They might not have got as much help as the next person, mm-hmm. depending on like I said, depending on how they ask it. Mm-hmm. But like I tell anybody, I'm happy to help you do whatever. I mean, I wouldn't have got where I am without people giving me little handouts sure. here and there. And I say handouts, you know, just little tidbits of advice. Yeah. Just yeah. here's enough to let you run wild. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I tell people all the time, it's I can I can show you how to build a call. I can tell you how to build it. But you're going to build about 10 of them and figure out if you really enjoy it or if you're like, mm-hmm. screw this, I just want to hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. I think I think the cool thing for me is how personal it can be, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, well, I don't have it in my, in, my, in my hand. But that call that I made, the first one I ever made, it's got a bunch of glaring issues. There's glue across the soundboard, and it's a glass over glass. It's, it's right in your face. There's tear out on the back because I wasn't using a super sharp tool. Like, there's all kinds of issues with it. But, dude, I glued that thing up last night. I played it this morning. It has gone in every room with me throughout the day. Like, it has just been right there. And it's good enough, I think, I could probably hunt with it. And... Oh, I, dude, you could hunt with that thing all day long. We'll see. Okay. And twice on Sunday and kill a ton of birds. Yeah. There's improvements to be made, but, um, and if I kill a bird with that, I may not sleep for a week. Like, like, <laughs> oh no, oh no. I mean, that, it's, I should ask you though, is that, is that, is that how it is when you kill a bird with your own call? It's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it's pretty cool. And then, and then what you kind of see me and you've seen pretty similar in this regard that you do this step and you're like, all right, now I got to figure out how to make bone weapon. <laughs> And we're going to go full primitive yeah. and we're going to kill it with a stone point. And yeah. You know, you, yeah. you yeah. just, the, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Yeah. You, you really have to be careful because I could see jumping off the deep It's end a dangerous a rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, which my, if my wife hears this, she's going to be like, no, shut it, shut it down. <laughs> so, okay. So let's talk about this other one before we, we, we go up. This is a slate over glass. So this is a slate over glass. Um, mm-hmm. it's set in a North Florida cherry pot. Um, and for a lot of people who may not be familiar with pot calls or friction calls, uh, they're they're called pot calls for because they're set in a pot setting. A lot of people call them slate calls, and it's you'll hear people like if you start taking orders, you'll say, "Hey, I want a glass slate." Well, that means I want a glass surface, mm-hmm. but in a pot call. You yep, know what I mean? Yep, so it's yep. you got to kind of pick up on stuff like that. But so if you hear me reference pot calls, it's actually like a slate type call. Um, and then I'll specify the surface. But, yes, so this is a slate surface with a glass soundboard. It's uh, set in a cherry pot. Um, that wood actually come off of my farm or my parents' farm. Oh, cool. And I uh, milled it myself. Um, I had Rebel Ventures dry it for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, started making calls with it with that batch of wood this year, and it's – That's cool. 
it's it's pretty good stuff. Is is it one of those situations where when you do something like that and you source your own wood and you make it and then it makes as good a sound as this makes? Do you just like walk around like Rick, Ricky Bobby? What's that that scene? He's like, I just wake up and piss excellence. You know, it's like yeah, you know, it's uh, I try not to do I try not to do that too much because <laughs> uh, then there just wouldn't be left for any you know wouldn't be anything left for anybody else. No space for me. That's right. <laughs> um, and not to mention that I'm twice your size, so yeah. I already take up a lot of space anyways. <laughs> but no, man, uh, it's, I don't know, it's it's just, it's the coolest thing in the world. Mm. It's the coolest thing in the world to call in a turkey with something that you've made. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it be a wing bone, a pot call, which i got to get you one of my wing bones too, because those things are Absolutely, I need to get you a legit. wing. Yes. Yeah, we'll kill a bird this year and we'll do a we'll do a chasing tails. <laughs> kill uh, a bird and not crush its wing. That, that would be the... I gotta tell you that story. We can we we can we can do some remedies for okay. it. Okay. All right. All right. Go ahead. Um. But anyways, no man. It's 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 the coolest thing in the world to do. It yeah. really is. And and even even once you find that sound on your call, you ain't even got to kill a turkey with it. But yeah. once you play with enough calls, and you're like, this is it. This is the sound that I want. This is what I've been achieving, or you know, trying to to work towards. Once you get there. That's that's equally the best feeling. Like if you ever got into making box calls right, or yeah, something, yeah, and you you tune 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 tune, and then you hit that magical note where it's just pure turkey. Uh huh. You're like it's, oh. it's it, oh it's a feeling it's 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 a feeling that it's it's hard to describe. Man. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch your call. You know, your call making venture get into that because it's. You're in for a treat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, anybody who's listening to this podcast knows I am a fanatical turkey hunter. Mm-hmm. This may have pushed me over the over the edge because... It may have pushed your wife over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's already tired of hearing the daggum turkey calls, oh, yeah. man. I mean, it's... It, it, it's one of those things where it's like, so the other night I wanted I wanted to play uh, one of my strikers I made on a glass over glass that I already had. The one that you made. Mm-hmm. And... I went out the back door and I went to around the side yard and I went out to the street. And so like, I'm like 125 yards mm-hmm. from the house and I'm going, yop, 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 yop. And then I realized I'm like 50 yards from my neighbor's house. And I'm like, maybe I shouldn't like be this close. And then right. it dawns on me. I'm supposed to be looking after the freaking kid on the baby monitor. <laughs> so I come sprinting back in and of course he's asleep and everything's fine. But it's one of those things, man. It starts to like really keep you up at night. Like oh, it it's, does. it's a, I told my next door neighbor loads shells, mm-hmm. turkey shells specifically. Now he's gone into all other arenas as well to keep himself uh, busy. But I remember the pride that he had when he hand loaded his round and then he got the pattern that he was looking for. And I remember thinking, wow, this guy's like really like kind of nerding out. Like this oh, is crazy. Dude, you'll geek out hard. Dude. Oh, dude. Yeah. Now, I, I sit up at night and I'm like, okay, it, you know, it's a, it's a long grain versus an ingrain. So that's where your noises come from. I'm like, okay, cool. So this wood has a density of this and this do this wood somewhere between mm-hmm. there. So I wonder, and then I'm sitting there like staring, like everybody's seen that meme where the guy's like wide awake at night. Cause he can't go to sleep, yeah. you know, cause his brain's talking to him. That's me at night. And I'm like, well, what about spalted wood? If it's not stabilized, then it's going to be softer than everything. And dude, it's just telling you, dude, it's, it's a rabbit crazy. Hole. It's a, it's a dangerous rabbit hole yeah. that you can dump yeah. tens of thousands of dollars in. And eventually it pays itself back, but it, I mean, well, I've been lucky in that regard, and right. you know the backstory to this. Mm-hmm. I literally had everything given to me, which is just yep. – I, I take it – I've been trying to figure out how to rectify it, and the only way that I can mentally reconcile it is that this was obviously God telling me what I was meant turkey, to be doing. Build, right? turkey calls. Because I had um, – I had a lathe, drill press – I bought my bench grinder. That's the only thing in the jig. That's the only thing I bought. I have bought at the tools. Uh, I was then given a hundred dollar gift card to Woodcraft, so I bought my my chuck and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just literally it was one of the, uh, my mom for 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 Christmas gave me a Makita set of of all the saws and everything because that's, I mean that's awesome. My father in law gave me a ten inch uh, uh, table saw. Table saw. It, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying it was one of those things where it's like this has always been something I wanted mm-hmm. to do. And then in the weirdest series of events, everybody was like, "Hey." Why don't why don't you do it? You know, right. um, and so it has just felt natural. I told my wife I've never I was really good at at baseball, mm-hmm. really really good at baseball, and eventually you have to quit playing baseball. And I haven't found something that I felt good at. Now I'm a long ways away from being good, but it feels like it's coming second nature, oh, and yeah. that is a dangerous thing for me. <laughs> it's um, 
man, it's it's really something else. It's like I said, dude. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. I really don't. It's, I mean, and and the fact that you know it's. So I, when I started building calls, I kind of I pieced everything together little by little, and, mm-hmm. and thankfully, I mean, I was I was going through college and and uh, was working full time and going to school at night, and so you know I was able to make enough money I could kind of piece stuff together, and and that's how I got my collection of wood tools, and then they all broke and I had to go buy new stuff <laughs> last year, but I was able to afford the good stuff then, um, but you know, man, like it's I don't know it. it I'm happy for you. I really am. It's I kind of just lost my train of thought because I'm I'm like I'm tickled to see where you go with this thing, man. Because it's like I said, like now, so now me and you are competitors in a sense. Yeah, in a sense. In a sense, we're yeah. competitors. But I'm still like I'm just as happy for you like, to get involved. And I'm even on the even all day today. You were sending me sound files, and I'm like, God, I can't wait to play it. <laughs> like it's driving me nuts, you know. Just and uh, because I I I had a pretty good feeling about what you did to get the sound that you got and, and then once I saw it I'm like yeah that's that's definitely what it you know and I pointed you in the right direction yeah. a little bit but no man it's uh like I said I'm happy for you it's just gonna be fun it's gonna be a fun venture especially with you and your son and he's yeah he's obviously really young so by the time he gets up turkey hunting and stuff you'll yep. have established a lot more and oh yeah yeah and uh, it's gonna be fun for him to grow up in it well and I've got I've got this so that's the first bird that I ever shot Mm-hmm. and I had no business. I've told the story on the podcast a number of times. I've, I had no business killing that bird. It was a freak accident. I mean, I, I did everything wrong to kill that bird, including having my mouth call upside down in my mouth. Um, but I've got a turkey feather from that that I want to put in a call, mm-hmm. and I threatened doing that last year with you, and I always promised I'd bring it to you, and it dawned on me yesterday. I've still got it in my keepsake box. I haven't done anything with it. It's like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. Like, now's my time. I make the call, and yeah. I put it in there, you yeah. know? And it and it's just like... I was thinking the other day, I was like, dude, my, bird, my, kid, my son's going to kill his first bird one day. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be able to make him a token. I'm probably going to make him the – Elena said he's never going to have a, bo- a big box call. Like, no. ever. And it won't be because I gave it to him. He might buy one. But, right. you know. No, and that's and, – and see, the thing is, so like, so you so you have this podcast, and, yeah. and it's – I mean, and it's done wonders. Yeah, right? thank and, you. And you've gotten – I mean, you've got connections across the country now. You're going to get what's really scary – you're going to get in the trading calls and mm. you're going to say, you're going to, you know, you it might be a low level call maker. It might be a grand national champion. You don't know, but I mean, cause I have calls from across the spectrum. Right. But then you're going to start collecting them and then, and then they're going to be like, Oh, well, you know, you and your son are into this thing together. Like, let me send him one too. Yeah. Like there's a, a guy down South that his, he was a vendor at a show and he builds a, display boxes, red mist displays and stuff. Oh, wow. Uh, which yeah. I'm sure you've probably seen them on Instagram. Yeah. Yep. And uh, me and him just hit it off, started talking. Well, his boy builds, like, American flag, uh, like, wooden flags. I got you. Yep, yep, and, yep. Uh, but anyways, he came up, and his son's, like, 12, 11 or 12, 13, something like that. But it's something him and his dad do together, and I think that's the greatest thing in the world. Right? Absolutely. So, so his, uh, anyways, boy come up. He wanted a, a trumpet or a wing bone or something, and, and I was like, hey, man, I'll trade you for a flag. He's like, I need that cash, man. And I'm like, all right, all right, all right, Mike, well. You talk with your dad, you let me know. Well, anyways, this dad, his dad called me up, and he's like, hey, man, I want to buy a trumpet. And I go, look, you get your son to build me a, a thin red line flag, because yeah. I just started as a firefighter. I said, you get him to build me a thin red line flag, and I'll send you two trumpets. One for you, wow. one for him. That way, y'all can learn together. Yeah. I'm like, the fact you got him in the woods, you're yep. building, yep. Yep. you know. Hey, you've, he's a little entrepreneur. He's got the best sales pitch I've ever heard of anybody. But, um, you know, the fact you got him out doing stuff and you and him are doing this together, I'm like, I want to be a part of that. Yeah. I want y'all to go yeah. learn this call and do it together. So then that's what we did. And, uh, you know, so you'll get into that aspect as well, especially with your son and stuff. And it's, you know, it's, it's exciting. Yeah. It's super exciting. Oh, I'm, I'm so like, I have to work so damn hard. To stay focused because I want to make owl ho- I want to make owl calls, I want to make red tail hawk calls, I want to make pileated woodpecker calls. I like I have got this. Li- I, you said trumpets, dude. I'm telling you right now, the fanaticism that I have for pot calls right now and turkey calls is going to be next level. As soon as I I'm going to buy a pot a, tr- a trumpet, figure out how to use it, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to start trying to make one. And I just th- I, I tell you what I want to go back to what you were saying because. I think this is the coolest thing 
about the turkey hunting community. And I think the one this is the reason why I fell in love with it before I'd even really found it. And so I've got it out. Mm-hmm. Every year I read the freaking book, Tenth Legion. I, I tell people all the time if you're if you're thinking about getting into turkey hunting, if you read this book and you don't think you like the idea of turkey hunting, just don't waste your time. Right. It's it's not worth it. Um I my the, my neighbor I consider my turkey hunting mentor, right? Mm-hmm. He's literally taught me almost everything I know. He told me to buy the book. I bought mm-hmm. the book a month before turkey season. I read it in like three nights. I couldn't sleep. And what I found was, you know, he gave me he gave me a turkey nut striker. It's a really nice striker, mm-hmm. right? Um, he laid out all his calls, all his strikers, and, and I bought a call, and he said, find a striker that you like, play it. Find another one, play it. When you find those two, you keep them. I don't care which ones you keep. And then, you know, he bought me gear. And then it was like the next guy invests in me and the next guy invests mm-hmm. in me. And what I realized is, and this is unlike any other community, and I have done duck hunting. I've done the deer hunting. I've been a part of those two communities. They are ridiculously secretive. It's very difficult to find somebody to mentor you. If you show a glimmer of effort, a glimmer of passion, mm-hmm. and, you, and you're willing to listen, this community envelops you so quickly it is this communal hunt camp. Turkey hunting, turkey hunters do it unlike anybody else. And right. what you talked about, you know, clicking at the show and seeing this mm-hmm. guy, I, I I bond with. If you're another turkey hunter and you're passionate about it, I already know I can bond with you. It's, it, it, yeah, man. It's and it's funny. I have so many stories like that, and and I mean the most recent one that comes to mind. <clears throat> like I said, just just started the fire department, and there there was a lieutenant there, and, and he. I, you know, low man on the totem pole at the fire department, you don't you don't really talk. And which whatever, you know, I'm fine. I stand out enough. I don't need to talk and be seen. And uh <laughs> or be heard, whatever. And uh, you know, so anyways he, he comes up and, and I overhear a conversation. He goes, Yeah, I gotta guide this and guide here and guide there and whatever and I was like, Hey, well, you know, like well, what do you guide? What do you do? He goes, Oh, I'm a turkey guide. I'm like, Huh. Oh. I'm like Michael, like, well, I build custom turkey calls, you know? He's like, did we just become best friends? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, pretty much. And uh, so anyways, I'm actually building his calls right now. But, yeah. but you know, it's uh, it's funny, man. Like, as soon as you, as soon as you make that connection, and, yep. and it's just like, boom, you're in. Done. You know, and and, uh, and you get people that don't really, you know, stick to it sometimes. And, yep. and that's fine. That's fine. But, like I tell people, if you ever get on a good turkey hunt, and, I, and I'm, so I've never duck hunted. But I've heard duck hunts the same way, where like if you get on a good duck hunt, and this is just what I hear. They're lying. Okay. Well, I'll take your word for it, because I ain't getting up at 3.30 in the morning to go sit on a freezing lake. Um, I will, but not right now. And uh, anyways, <laughs> um, but no, like I tell people, if you ever get on a good turkey hunt where he puts on the show, yeah. and he's spitting and drumming and gobbling, and you can feel the freaking rattle in his chest, and... Mm-hmm. Oh God, it, it gives me freaking goosebumps just thinking about it me too. because it's, it is the best feeling in the world. And for years it took me to get my wife to realize this and uh-huh. then it happened. Uh-huh. And now she's like, where are we going? I want to go. Yeah. I want to go. And I'm yeah. like, all right, let's go. It is an experience unlike any other. And I have found that the, you know, you, you said that some people don't stick with it. The people that stick with it are ones that, and I don't mean this any kind of negative way, they tend to be people who enjoy the process of a pursuit more than they pers- than they enjoy the outcome. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't mean that negatively, but to be I think a true turkey hunter, you have to be completely content getting up early, going into the woods. Learning the language of an uh, primos, learning the language, right? You have to learn the language, be prepared to be outsmarted by something with a brain the size of a pea, only because it's so stinking stupid. It's so stinking stupid. It's smart. They're the they're the smartest dumb bird you'll ever it, hunt. It's unreal, and you have to be willing to sit there, having taken all of those wounds or licks, lick your wounds, and just be thrilled with the experience. My fondest memories aren't necessarily when I killed a bird. It's just, you know, he's just out of range or he's just, you know, just, and he's putting on a show or he's, you know, when you had the opportunity to shoot, Mm -hmm. you weren't ready because, you know, he came in from the wrong way. I mean, if you, if you set back and you really look at what you're doing, you're, you're chasing a prehistoric animal. 
that the fact that it's even alive is a freaking miracle. I right. mean, that specific bird, not the species. Right. The, the the survival rate is so stinking low. Everything wants to eat it. Mm-hmm. You seldom see or hear it anyways, right? Um, and you're trying to reverse nature. You're trying to convince it to do something it biologically is told it shouldn't have to do. Right. Man, if that doesn't get you excited for an adventure, every turkey hunt is an adventure. It's... So there's a... And it, and it's and so you make a good point about the you know the outcome and the pursuit thing yeah and there's another book that you should read if you haven't read it already called the uh, the old pro turkey hunter it's on my list for this spring yep and I, and and don't quote me I'm pretty sure it's from this book I've read I've read a bunch of turkey hunting books I'm pretty sure it's from this book but there's a story in there he talks about hunting this one gobbler and he hunted him hunted him hunted him hunted him like all season well he eventually kills him. Mm. And then he's like, well, now what? Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, I had so much fun chasing this dang bird. I know. Back and forth and back and forth and back and yeah. forth for all season or whatever it was. It might have even been a couple of years. But, you know, he's like, I had so many memorable hunts with this bird uh-huh. where he got me and I could have got him and this and that and whatever. And he's like, all right, now it's over, you know. And I get the same. I get the same way about deer sometimes. Oh, when I when I get locked on a buck because I hunt private land, and, mm-hmm. and I'm fortunate enough to do that. Name your deer, tag them. No, I don't know about that, but <laughs> the hunting pressure is very limited where I hunt, yeah, and yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. very thankful, and I've been able to kill some fantastic Florida bucks, fantastic Florida bucks, and and uh, and I'm spoiled, and I know that, and so I'm not going to argue with anybody about it. But, um, but you know, like I'll. But still, they're a wild deer, and and so you you sit there and I'll hunt them all season, and then you you if you're lucky enough to kill one, and then I'm like, all right, well, now what, you know? And that's yeah. and it's the same way with turkeys for sure. But um, yeah, it's you got to love the pursuit of it. You really do. You got to love that conversation because you you are. It's, I really think it's the only species, maybe an elk, but I haven't hunted elk, so I don't. You know, just kind of what I've, what I've heard, but you, you said you're having a conversation with them and, you know, and, and, uh, shameless, shameless plug of my own company, but you know, like my, so my slogan is talk dirty to them Mm -hmm. because, you know, every hunting season revolves around a mating season and you're imitating a hen. You're, you're, you're trying to whisper those sweet nothings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're trying yeah. to hit that dirty talk and they're, you know, <laughs> to get them to come in because right. you're right. You're trying to get them to do something that they're biologically not wanting to do. Mm-hmm. They're the, they're the studs on campus. So you got, you know, they're, they're expecting you to run to them. Not, absolutely not you come to them, you know, not them come to you. And so, uh, no, it's the best, it's the best, God, it's the best feeling in the world. And you and I can't wait for you to experience it with your own calls. I know, I know, I know. God, I can't I, wait. I, and I'm sorry, I keep going back to that. It's man, okay. I'm just, I'm just as tickled as you are. You know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's interesting because you talk about that story, and and when you said that, my first year was 2020. We had a lot of flexibility to mm-hmm. roost birds in the evenings. Working from home in the evening, I'm sorry, working from home gave me the evenings back, and so, in anticipation of every weekend. I would go out and I would roost birds. And so I'd be pinpointing where they were, where they were, where they were, and kind of coming up with a, I don't want to say like an average, but like an idea. Because this, 2020 was my inauguration. I had turkey hunted before. Mm-hmm. I hadn't read a book about it. I didn't have anybody tell me what I was doing. I had a turkey call and I made turkey-ish noises. They were terrible. Um, 2020 was my year. And there was this cypress head. And if you to get the picture, you have this cypress head that's got about 12 inches of water in it. And on both sides, you had this slight rise that came up about 8 feet on the river. And you could not approach. So in the middle of the cypress head is where they roosted. Because they had water underneath them. And they could see the bank in a 360 degree circle. So they were able to see exactly where they were flying to. And they, they knew they were safe. Mm-hmm. And you had to go through this ungodly thicket to get to them. Because there was only one way to approach it. And so I spent the better part of the turkey season. I got real early. It was like the fourth day of the season. I killed that bird. Fourth hunt of the season, I killed that bird. And after that, I decided, okay, 
I need to try and get these birds. And I always called it storming the castle because right. it kind of was like a moat. It was this mm-hmm. little area. And it went on and on and on and on. And the birds would move to here and I'd get too close mm-hmm. or I'd move too much during the daylight. and Or I was too out of position. That was all the time. I was too far away from them. I was too scared to get inside that bubble uh, in the dark. And I had bur- Dude, I had this one hunt where I had both of them in full display in front of me where I knew I should have been. But I was too scared to get there. And here they are with the sunlight, and they're just, just bowed all up. And I'm eat, every time they go over the rise a little bit, I'd take a couple more crawls forward, and I'm trying to get close. And finally, four or five days, four or five hunts left in the year, um, this bird walks out. Or I, I, get, I was like, you know, screw it. Season's about to get over. I'm going to get as tight as I humanly can. That joker heard me walking in the dark. And starts gobbling. I mean, pitch black dark, and he's gobbling on the roost. I'm like, oh, he's going to die. I understand what he's talking about in, in, in the 10th Legion. When a turkey's decided he's going to die that day, he's, he's going to try and find a willing participant. And I'm getting as close as I can, and I get set up, and he flies straight down. He comes right to me, and I shoot him. And I was like, gosh, that was cool. And it just felt so anticlimactic. And, and so, like, I had to... Like, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm admiring this beautiful bird and all the colors, and the sun's not even up yet. Mm-hmm. The day, the day, is every part of the day is ahead of me still, and I've killed the bird in the first 10 minutes of shooting light. And I'm sitting there like, what? Like, the season's over. I've got mm-hmm. eight days left, and the season's over. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was depressed. Like, I was both stuck. I was stoked that I tagged out in Florida right. my first season. But at the same time, it's like, I really wish I had been, like, the last day of the last minute. Mm-hmm. You know? It's... You know, it, it, in the famous words of Ron Burgundy, it's it's a glass case of emotions <laughs> because you're just you're just all over the place, man. Yeah. I mean, and even even when you kill your, whether it's your first one of the season or your last one, yeah, or calling birds in for people never really gets old. That's always super fun because uh, yeah, it's yeah, you know because yeah. you're like, all right, I can go do it again with somebody else. You know? Yeah, but, for sure. But no, when it, especially when you get a bird that you've hunted all year yeah. and, or several years and it just all comes together. You're like, it's, 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 it's almost like the happiest, saddest day of your life. And yeah. It's like, you know, which, yeah, you know, there's obviously real sad days of people's lives, but you know, from, from a turkey hunting aspect, yeah. it's, you know, it's the happiest sad day of your life. Cause I'm like, well, crap, you know, Hey, now I got to go find a new project or a new bird to go be my project bird and yep. let's go try to kill him. And then, uh, you know, but then you're like, all right, well, cool. Well, yeah. I, 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 I won the game. Yeah. I've, you know, he beat me 40 times before. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. My yep. God, I got him today. Yeah. You know, and, and so. I think if you flip that, you actually get what you're looking for. I think it's the saddest happy day. There you go. It's I the saddest I, happy day what, because yeah. you, you, there's some really sad, like, yeah, I'm with you. I, you. You know what I'm saying. You yeah. know what I'm saying. Like, it's obviously like. It's elated. There's elation. Yeah. There's excitement. There's the, and dude, the coloration on these birds is out. Of, I have tried with. All kinds of camera equipment to capture it. You mm-hmm. cannot capture it fully. I'm sorry, it is what it is because every angle, every minute degree of an angle of every feather, depending on how the sun's hitting it, gives you something different. It's, it's this beautiful mosaic. And the, you know, and, and you could have three birds come in and yeah. they'll all be different colors. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's, it's, it's the craziest thing. And we're not it even really touching is. on the subspecies. Oh, God. Dude. Be- Because you listen to this outstanding podcast, I'd like to invite you to check out another one that you may like as well. I'm Tom Rowland, host of Saltwater Experience Television Show and the Tom Rowland Podcast. Each week, I drop three brand new shows, including interviews with extreme performers like the true giants of the fishing world, authors, athletes, Navy SEALs, and regular people with extraordinary stories to learn what took them to the top and how we can apply those same principles to our lives. How-to episodes are on Tuesday, and tune in for Physical Fridays to make sure you're on the path to catch a tarpon when you're 95 years old or be at your very best tomorrow. So search for the Tom Rowland Podcast where you listen or go to TomRolandPodcast.com and come on over.
Because because every one of the birds that I've shot, I don't care what the map tells you. If you look at the birds, the wings are bar uh, the the bars are broken. The fully mature beards are soft, like an Osceola. Mm-hmm. The spurs are long. The bird's body weight is really small, and they're super dark. Mm-hmm. I'm calling it an Osceola, dude. I'm sorry. It, it right. is, it is what it is. You know, I, I'll, I'll let you fight FWC <laughs> with your uh, Grand Slam registr- well, uh, registration. But I'm with you. I mean, it's... have you seen the new map though that FWC put out? I have not. It's like Jacksonville to Perry. No joke. Is the new is the new demarcation? I saved it on my phone because no I was like, joke. yeah, be so... you're like, come on, come on, look at the new map. Isn't Look that weird? That. that that's so. Shane Simpson was here the other day. By the other day, it was last year, and I shot one of those birds. Mm-hmm. And he looked at it and goes, "Dude, where'd you shoot that?" And I told him. He goes, "That's an Osceola." And he went down the whole thing. And then he went on to tell me that when wild turkeys were extirpated from parts of Florida, obviously they weren't extirpated from South Florida, but uh, on the northern side, they were only really extirpated from the flatlands. The mm-hmm. swamp still held birds, and the Osceola species. If, if you still consider a species, it seems like that's always up in the air. But it went through all the way up into South Georgia. And then we basically pushed it down into South Florida and into these small pockets. Mm-hmm. And he said that's why in parts of Florida you have these people that are like, per the map, this is an eastern, but look at the freaking bird. Right. And so um, I'm going to call it an Osceola. Yeah, I don't I think mean, I've killed an eastern yet. And that's, I you missed know. one. <laughs> Dude, I've, I don't. I've, have this, you missed a bird before? Oh, God, yes. More than one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, last year, story time. Last year, it was Easter Sunday, and uh, I got up turkey hunted that morning. Heard like seven birds at the property I hunt in Madison, Florida, and couldn't get them to cross the fence. Bird is never on your property. It's always on the neighbor's property. Always. Always. And uh, anyways, I couldn't convince them, and I was like, all right, well, it's Easter Sunday. Let me run on to the house. I'll see the family and whatever. Anyways, I get to the house, and... And we, we border a plantation where yeah. where uh, I live, and, and so I'm like, well, let me just run in the back and call, just just, well, just one time. You know, I'm like a crackhead trying to get my addiction fixed, and <laughs> I'm like, this once. I just got to hear a bird gobble once, and, and sure enough, I hit it, and three birds bust off. And nice. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'd never killed an afternoon bird at this point. And I'm like, it, this is it. Come. Yeah. So anyways, um, I go back there, I call. Five minutes later, they took me by surprise. They came in, and it's it's like five yards. Like, yeah. and it, it they came in so fast and so close, and my turkey fever, whatever you want to call it, got the best of me. Uh-huh. Unloaded my freaking gun, shot them in the air, shot them every which way I could think, <laughs> shot them running down the road, missed them, missed yeah. them. Three birds missed, gone, whatever. I was ready to sell all my crap, sell all my late, like sell all my woodworking stuff. Yeah, I'm like, I'm yeah. quitting, I'm done. So I get over my little hissy fit and. And of course, I'm in a bad mood the rest of the day. Of well, I get, I get up the next morning, I go hunt at my sister's place down just a half mile from me and uh, call in a bird. He's coming in, does good. He pops his head through the woods, and I don't, he, I thought I was pretty covered up, but I'm also 6'9, so <laughs> I should have just stood there, been like a tree instead of on the ground. And, uh, anyways, he saw me and ducked his head and ran off, and I was like, just, and, I, and now I'm just cussing. I'm really yeah. pissed off now because it was like, boom, quick. And, uh, well, then all that week, the two birds, and I know it was the two birds because they didn't roost that far from where I shot them at the first time, and I was hunting at my sister's place. And so, anyways, all week, I would hear them, I would see them, and they would stay on the neighbor's side. And I'd hear them, I'd see them stay on the neighbor's side. I'm like, you son of a gun. Like, I'm going to get you. Yeah. I'm going to get you. So, anyways, next week rolls around, I finally, like, screw it. I go back over to Madison and hunt. Didn't have any luck. I come back, same exact time. Yeah. Same exact place as the week before where I missed them. I said, let me try it one more time. Let me try it one more time. And I was using that new my one of my new aluminum calls, and I hit it, busted off again. They were in the same exact dang spot that they were the week before. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, I got these some guns now. So that came in even quicker this time. Quicker, you know, and I'm like, what the hell? And I'm still fumbling, trying to get, like, I'm yeah. sitting down, but, like, I'm, you know, I'm, like, putting my pot calls and getting everything ready, lined up, because I'm thinking this is going to be a little bit of a battle. And they come running in again, and they see me again, and I'm like, you, like, what the hell? Anyways, I was able to, they, luckily just, it was just a glimmer of something they just didn't like, yeah. so they didn't haul butt. <clears throat> and I was able to, you know, kind of jump up, and I could see one of their heads bopping through. And, yeah. And I busted him, and then, um... 
I actually ended up doubling up that day because in, in Florida you can shoot two, two birds in one day. Yep, yep. And I was, it was, it was more of a, let me see if I can do it type uh-huh. of thing. And, and I ended up doing it. So obviously I was tagged out for the season. I was able to, I was able to take a lot of people after that, but, but yeah, so I ended up getting my redemption on those two birds, but God, man, it was, it was, that was a happy day. That one, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm glad to close this chapter. I got my redemption. <laughs> I am good to go. Yeah. And, uh, but those were both fantastic be- uh, birds. I think they both had just shy of 10 inch beards. And uh-huh. then one of them had inch and a half spurs and the other one had inch and a quarter. Hmm. So just huge birds, huge birds, yeah, huge birds. Corn fed, probably <laughs> not from me. Like I said, we border a forty thousand acre plantation. What yeah. they do over there is their business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm just giving. I, you get, I get to reap the benefits. Yeah, <laughs> again, spoiled. I know it. So what? Um, what got you? Who got you? What's your What's your story? How'd you get into turkey hunting? So basically, I've been hunting since I was little, little. Um, I mean, my dad and people people can call it what they want but you know my dad my dad's been an avid hunter for years ran dogs down to south florida we used to hunt in osceola county and uh we had some private you know access to private land down there and so anyways since i was little dad would dad would take me in the woods you know he's like he's like i've killed a bunch of deer killed a bunch of turkeys i just want to spend time with my son get him in the woods so i've been in the woods since i was like a year and a half he'd put me on the hunting buggy because we had a big swamp buggy and and Oh yeah. And it was the full on deer camp, like what y'all talked about last week and, and, uh, you know, go there, hang out with the buddies, whatever. Well, I grew up in that and, uh, it's, it's the best thing. It really is. And I, and I got to agree with you and say, like, we got to bring it back. I don't know what we got to do to bring it back. And, and, you know, and, but, and that's a topic for another day, but anyway, so, so I grew up in that, um, and just kind of grew up turkey hunting with him, you know, like we, it was always deer season, turkey season, mm-hmm. summer's off, you go fishing. Yep. And that's how we did it every year. Um, yeah, one of his, one of his favorite stories to tell about me was when I was little, he had killed a big old gobbler, big old Osceola. Cause mm-hmm. the place where we hunted, we were like, you talk about an Osceola turkey heaven, mm. a freaking blind man could have killed a bird there. It In was, Osceola County? Oh God, yeah. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. And, uh, anyways, uh, he killed a big old gobbler and he's like, and I have my little red rider BB gun, you know, and he's yeah. like, don't, you know, come on, let's go get the truck. We'll come back and get the bird. I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to stay here. You know, <laughs> he's like, all right, whatever. You know, and then and where he'd parked the truck, like I said, I was maybe four or five or I can't remember, but anyways, he parks the truck, he comes back and, and I, you know, I told him, I looked, I was like, dad, I'm like, I had to shoot that bird again. He tried to get up. And he's like, he did. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got him. <laughs> he starts peeling the dang skin off the bird. We get back to the camp. He starts cleaning it and freaking about, you know, 20 BBs fall out. They just like pierced the skin where I had sat there and just unloaded it, you know. And so, <laughs> and so we always joke that was my first turkey, but. Um, I love it. Oh man, it was, it was great. So no, man, I grew up in turkey woods. Um, yeah. Just done it, done it my whole life, you know. Yeah. It's, of course, you start getting in that. 10 11 12 and if you if you've grown up hunting you're like well i know what i'm doing i'll right. figure it out yeah went a long time without killing a turkey i bet because i'm like i got it dad well you know i got yeah. it figured out and, and uh so i went a long time without killing a bird and finally started making the connection and yeah. making my own mistakes yeah. and and uh you know kind of like with your first turkey you had a turkey fall in my lap and yep probably shouldn't have killed it and probably shouldn't have killed half the birds that i've killed but uh-huh. i made it work and yeah and, uh, so yeah, man, it's just, I grew up, I, like I said, I just grew up doing it. Yeah. I've been in the woods my whole life and loved it. And so that's, that's kind of my story. It's not, not grandiose, but it's, it's fun. We, I grew up on a 1200 acre farm in Southeast Georgia. Every once in a while you would see a scant turkey track and it, we had this arrangement with NWTF. It was a, actually, a, uh, we got grant funding from them not to hunt turkeys. So this was part of like that true, like trying to reestablish them in the Southeast mm-hmm. Georgia program. And they just, they just stayed inside the program. So I never, I squirrel hunted, I deer hunted, I duck hunted, I red fished, I trout, you know, mm-hmm. I ran trot lines on the Satilla river. I did all this stuff. I never had a chance to turkey hunt. And my dad took an interest. I remember when I was 16, he bought me a field line turkey vest. They don't make them anymore. 
I still think that's my favorite vest. In fact, I gave it to Derek, uh, one of my buddies, and on the condition that when he finally decided to upgrade, that he return it to me because just the sentimental value there right. is unreal. Um, and he gave me like a bunch of Primos white calls, and he gave me a slate call and a box call, like a, a, a Quaker Boy mm-hmm. box call, you know, quintessential 2000s, 90s type thing. And then we never did anything with it. When I was in college, my dad got this hankering to go turkey hunting. I don't know where it came from. Uh, he had this period where he got sober for about five or six years, and we did a lot more in that time period. And he wanted to go turkey hunting. And I'm like, man, nothing to do in the spring. It's a little too cold to go fishing. Right. You know, whatever. Let's go for it. And so my earliest experience with a turkey is in southeast Georgia. We're in this, this then it was a tiny WMA. It was only about 1,300 acres. Now it's several hundred thousand acres because state of Florida has bought this whole area. But we're sitting there, and we get there early so that we could have the spot. We walk back in there, and we don't hear anything all day in the morning. And finally this bird starts firing off, and I've got this this two read quake uh primos call it's no cuts mm-hmm. and i'm making all kinds of terrible noises if if the noises i was making in 2020 were bad they were not worth even making when i was in college okay and this bird fires off and i call again and he fires off and i call again i fire off and my dad he was a great woodsman in a lot of ways he was a good generalist he's like i feel like we should stop calling i'm like okay he goes let's get off this road a little ways to where he can't see us maybe he'd been reading i don't mm-hmm. know We'll get off and we'll tuck into the woods. And I had this Remington 870 with an extra full choke. Actually, I still have it. It's in the closet. Um, it's a Wingmaster from the mid-70s. And so with number four shot, you had about 30-yard range. Right. And so we're sitting there, and I, I mean, I've got the gun up, and it's been forever since we've heard this bird. It, like years since mm-hmm. we've heard this bird. It's like 10 minutes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and he's come from a long ways. Looking back, I know he came from a long ways. And I'm like, Dad, I got to call. Dad, I got to call. He goes, okay, let's do it. So I do it, and he fires off, and he's right here. I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm holding the gun up, right? And I got it on my knee, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and, I'm, and I've got this little shooting lane, and I've got a hen decoy out there, the cheapest little hen decoy you've ever seen. And I'm waiting, and all of a sudden I hear over my head, and I go, like this to look at the wood ducks because I was a big duck hunter at the time. And when I did this, I saw that. And I, and I remember literally saying out loud, I dropped an F on it. You know, like, I'm, I'm done. And he heard, for the first time in my life, I heard, and like, I, I went to go and swing and, and shoot. And he had already cut the distance. He's out to like 40, 45 yards. And my dad had just always, if, you, if, you can, if you're not confident, don't right. take the shot. It's not worth it. And I watched him dodge and weave for like 100 yards going, mm-hmm. and I remember being so pissed about that moment. We never really followed up on turkey hunting beyond that. And and I think I, I may have never graduated college if we had, right? Like right. the spring would have been a, a loss because the fall was already a loss. But I remember in that moment thinking, God, this is a game of zero margin. Like you, 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 I, I moved my head ju- and I'm, I'm, I'm full ghillie suit, oh, yeah. dude. Like he just, he knew. It's, and it's. <sighs> God, it's the wildest thing, man. Because, like I said, even that, uh, uh, so that the day that hunt after I missed those two uh-huh. birds, like I was saying, I was in a friggin' swamp. I was covered. I had like, yeah, there ain't no, like, there ain't, I'm like, there ain't no way this damn thing saw me. Yeah. And sure enough, he, all he had to do is pop his head and, like, all right, there, there's that big son of a gun right there. I'm going to go this way. Yeah. And it was so thick. All he had to do was yeah, duck yeah, and yeah. Was, he was gone. But I'm like, what the, you know, like, what the hell? Uh huh. Yeah. But, dude, it's, I don't care. Like you, you can be a good like, you can be a good turkey hunter. That's that's fine. You can do your claim to fame. You can tell me how great you are. But like Tom Kelly says, if that bird wants to die, it's gonna die. Yeah. You ain't gonna. You know. Mm. You just gotta find one willing to play that game. Yeah. Um, because it's. And you know the thing is, I because of that, I refuse to deer hunt turkeys. I refuse. Oh, absolutely. It's the worst. I do not. If a turkey will not talk to me and play the game. I just move on. And it, and it drives some of my buddies crazy who maybe – I think they think they're a little more patient than me. And it's not that I'm not patient enough. I'm a deer hunter. It's that spring – what, what is Tom uh, – uh, spring is war, right? right? Spring is war. I am looking for that fabled – I get five weeks of turkey right. season in Florida. I am looking for a bird who wants to have a showdown. I don't care about the bird who's going to gobble at me every once in a while, mm-hmm. scratching the leaves and not pay attention, and I'm eventually two hours later going to call it. And I am not interested in that. Right. I just, I'm just not. I'd it's rather walk all day and then go home. Like a – I mean, yeah. And I've done it. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm like a little kid, man. When yep. they don't play the game, when they don't gobble. Take and my they, ball and go home. Oh, dude, I I kick the damn sand and I'm, <laughs> I throw my toys in the ground. And I'm like, screw this. I'm done. Like, yeah. You know, like, screw these birds. I'm, they, I'm not ever hunting again. And then yeah. I'm out there the next morning. Yeah. You know, and it's. Yeah. God, it's, it's weird. It's, it's it is. It it's is. it's unlike you know. You talked about duck hunting. I've duck hunting. I've fanatically duck hunted. You you said three a.m. and my first thought was, wow, he's not getting a spot on the lake because that's pretty late. Um, <laughs> Why I don't duck hunt? <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times I have camped out or stood in a swamp with a hundred other tur- duck hunters all night long, stood all night long in waders mm-hmm. just to have a passing glance at a bird, like it is unreal. Um, I've had those days where the cloud is full of birds and they pile in over and over and over again. And they are memories that I will cherish for a lifetime. I'm telling you right now, I would trade the entirety of every duck hunting experience I've had minus the ones I've had with my dad for one more turkey season. Like every moment I ever had. And and I'll go even a step further. I'd trade it for an entire turkey season where I never kill a bird. Right. Just give me good hunts. I don't need to Give me five more weeks. Yeah. Just give me five more weeks. Just, just give me good hunts. Yep. You know the only thing that pisses me off about turkey hunting? There's not enough meat off those damn things. Have you done the legs? Like, yeah, I know, I'll keep it all. Dude, it's... But they're, but they're, but it's a 15-pound bird before you well, gut yeah, it. Yeah, it is, but, you know... And you it's... kill a deer, you get 25 pounds of meat. You cook it for, for a couple... You, you, can put in, you can reasonably in Florida put enough deer in the freezer to last you to the next year. I can never... I will never kill enough birds... I don't know how – I think Dave. Dave Owens might be the only person, maybe Shane Simpson, who well, kills yeah. enough bird that they, they, they have something left over. Yeah. All right. Okay, guys. So you just you just missed. Um, we went on a brief potty break there, and somehow from the time in which I hit end on the recording, it corrupted the Zoom file, and through the most backwoods last-ditch effort to recover the file, I somehow was able to recover it. I <laughs> – in the words of Gene, you're a wizard, Harry. I don't know how I managed to just pull that off. Before he insulted the, the, the dude we were watching. Yeah. Like, well, this is about a waste. And then he's like, holy crap, it worked. It did. Let's, let's go back and rewatch this. It did. Well, his, it doesn't really matter. But anyways. Um, okay, so it is now at this point 8.30. I have probably exhausted all of your wife and my wife's goodwill. Dude, but my wife's at work on a 48, man. We sh- we're good. Mine is not. She's ready to clock out. So... <laughs> We're going to, because you, you, you've donated a couple other things, we're going to talk about those, and then I'm going to get you on the way. That sounds good, man. So you've got a set of mouth calls here. What do we have? All right, so we're going to have uh, so we have a ghost cut, three-read okay. ghost cut, a, a three-read combo cut. Yep. So my two go-tos. And then for those that like V-cuts, we got a three-read V-cut and nice. a two-read V-cut. Difference being what? Uh, so your two-reads are going to uh, you're gonna be able to play those a little bit softer. Your three-reads, you're going to get more volume. Okay. Uh, your raspiness will still be there on both of them just due to that cut style. Uh, they are stretched a little bit tighter than the other two calls, so you're going to get a higher pitched to your to your yelps and stuff like that. Um, but all of them are great calls. Like I said, just because I don't necessarily run a V-cut doesn't mean I don't know how to A, make one, or B, run one myself. <laughs> I just prefer my my other stuff um but no all great calls um i think whoever gets it's going to be super pleased with them uh one thing i will tell people about my calls i i stretch them to a tension where it's easy to run mm-hmm. right out the box yep. so there's a there's a breaking period like with anything but it's minor compared to other something calls. you might get yeah. from a box store yeah um so great calls easy to run I haven't really had any complaints with them yet. Actually, I haven't had no complaints with them. Yeah. Um, so, no, I'm, I'm excited for whoever gets them. Send me some pictures. Have you ever seen the movie Quigley Down Under? A long time ago. Do you remember when uh, the guy challenges him to a duel, to a duel and, the, and he shoots him, and he and Quigley's standing over the guy, and he says, I told you I didn't have any place for a pistol. Not that I didn't know how to use right. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you yeah. said that, I was like, That's... all I could see is you standing over a dead turkey saying, you know, yeah. I told you I didn't like using mouth calls. Not that I couldn't. Yeah. Right, so. right, right, right. No, it's it's <laughs> it's that's how it is, man. Okay, so then we've also got a scratch box here. So yeah, so uh, describe this briefly to people. What are we looking at? What is a scratch box? So a scratch box is it's, I don't really know how to describe it. Basically, it's 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 something you could fit in your shirt pocket. It's that small. The way I've designed mine is that it has the sound of a box call. So something that's you know it's it's small. 
but it has the sound of something big. And that's, that's kind of my whole premise for, for building my scratch box the way I did. Um, it's set from, it's set in a, a pecan box with a, a cedar soundboard. That was all wood that I harvested myself and cut up and dried and all that. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's my, that's my, that's my theme. If y'all hadn't figured out, I like to, I like to be self-service and kind of do everything on my own. I don't cut my own glass and slate, you know, bump that noise, but, um, but no, it comes with a cedar striker as well and some chalk. So all, all my calls come with the stuff to condition them. So for the glass call, you don't need to get a conditioning stone. You have one, uh, for the slate, you have a scruff pad. Um, you're good to go there. Uh, chalk for the, uh, scratch box um we're also throwing in a hat the it's one of my bottomland leather uh patch hats it has the flag on it um matches the pot matches the glass call with the sticker uh it's i don't know it's a richardson hat like it's 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 a a dang good hat like if you like richardson's you're gonna love this hat so um so pretty much, yeah, no, anybody who gets this, uh, who, whoever wins this prize package, by all means, get in touch with me. Like, I want to know, I want to know your thoughts on it too, because as a call maker, and as you'll soon figure out, you're ever evolving. Um, you know, I have my go-tos and my constants and then, but there's some things I'm like, you know, like I'll, I'll listen to people, you know, they're like, well, I don't like this. And I'm like, all right, you don't know what you're talking about. But then there's some people I'm like, all right, like I kind of felt the same way about this. Let me, let me see if I can change it. And and so that's that's what I really try to uh, try to do. So, but I encourage feedback. I encourage um, I encourage pictures too. On my website at Lifeford Custom Calls, I, on the homepage is kind of like a bragging board or, or success pictures. Uh, once you scroll down, uh, you'll see it. Those are all like those are just a handful of the pictures I've gotten uh, from people who over the. And I think most of those were last year's. So that's not including the previous four years. So, um, so yeah, no. Uh, by all means, I'm easy to get a hold of. Um, go on Instagram or Facebook. At, uh, Instagram, it's at Lifeford Custom Calls. And uh, Facebook, it's LifefordCustomCalls.com or Lifeford Custom Calls on Facebook. And then uh, or you can get me on my website at LifefordCustomCalls.com. Um, just hit me up. My phone number's on there somewhere. Or you can shoot me a DM, whatever, whatever you want to do. And... Uh, we can talk turkey or talk calls or whatever it is. I'm game. <laughs> okay, so you, you took – I had two points left to hit. First was – Sorry. Where, no, 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 no. You, you're good because you did one naturally. Uh, you Where to find you, right. right? All right, so here's our closing question. What is the preferred camo pattern for ogres? Whatever fits. <laughs> I had a feeling it was going to be Dude, that. It's whatever fits, man. Bur- burlap like, sack. If, if, if yeah, it comes no to joke. It. Yeah. Dude, it's uh, so, uh, so I'm a big, big fan of North mountain gear. Me too. Thanks to day bones. I got one in that, in that closet right there. I just ordered another one. And uh, I guess so I got a green leaf and I got a bottom land now. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> surprisingly enough, uh, or no, ain't really surprising, but big camo.com. It's, yep. it's, it's actually, a lot of times when they say like big and tall, they actually mean like short and really fat. And so it's hard to find pants that are long enough, but yeah. big camo actually has pants that go out to like a 38, 38 inch inseam, yeah. which is what I am. And so, uh, and that's like the new style bottom land that they have on that, on their website. So like I have a couple of sets of that, that I wear during Turkey season. Yeah. I have the, uh, and then I wear the North mountain gear pullovers, quarter zips that I wear uh, for my tops mostly. And then if it's chilly, I'll put on like a long sleeve shirt or whatever and yeah. then put on my ghillie suit over it or that North Mountain pullover. Um, but that's really it, man. Like I, I geek out over turkey calls, camo, uh-huh. not so much. Yeah. Like a big fan of Bottomland, obviously. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's not to be cliche, but that's A, that's what's in and B, it, it looks good in the turkey woods. Yep. But big fan of that, uh, big fan of North Mountain gear. Uh, highly encourage anybody to get it mainly because if you, so like for me, I don't like, I don't carry a vest anymore. Okay. I'm strictly either a fanny pack mm-hmm. or if I got one that I'm on the go, I'll, uh, North mountain gear has like that big center pouch, yep, you know? Yep, and so yep, like yep. I'll shuffle my calls in there yeah. or in my pants pockets and, uh, cause they're kind of like cargo style pants. And so I'll like, I'll kind of stick calls wherever and then I'll just go. Yeah. And, uh, and I've had a really good success with that. Um, but no, uh, 
yeah, that's pretty that's pretty much it. I'm so being a bigger guy, I don't mind toting crap. Yeah. So carry a chair, carry my gun, yeah, my fanny pack full of calls. I'm ready to roll, man. I uh, because I take the camera, I don't have the luxury of not having a vest. Right, I have to have that. But if it wasn't for the if it wasn't for the camera, if it wasn't for the gram, mm-hmm. uh, I'd be right there with you. I'd be a minimalist. I'd have the, the pot call on the side of my mouth, a diaphragm in my mouth, and, mm-hmm. a, and, a, and a like a red tail hawk call. But well, dude, you drove a good ways. I want to thank you. I want to thank you for for teaming up with the podcast. I want to thank you for being a friend and a mentor for the turkey yeah. calls. I mean, it's our friendship is one that I I have made a lot of friends along the way in this podcast, and I consider you one of those connections that I am blessed to have because I have the podcast. Well, and- I I feel the same, man. It's uh like I said, I, I'm like like your listeners have heard and throughout the whole podcast. I, I think I'm just as excited as you are, and, and, yeah. and I'm ready for that call on on a spring morning <laughs> when you're like, dude, I did it. Yeah. Like, yeah. this freaking glass call that you said was this, this, and that, or whatever. Like, I killed a bird with it. Yeah. And I'm waiting on that freaking, I'm waiting can't on that wait. call. Dude, I it's, can't wait. It's, uh, but no, man, I, I appreciate your friendship. And and uh, I might be picking your brain on some podcast stuff in the future. You never yeah. know. But We've talked about it. So We have. We have. We need to figure it out. And we we're going to do more roundtable discussions like this. So, uh, if there's ever a desire on your end to hop on and 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 talk turkey or something like that, man, you've got to open floor to the pot take podcasting anytime, All right. man. So. All right, and I guess, uh, yeah, I'll hop on and probably become a Patreon member and provide. <laughs> you've awesome, done enough there. I'll provide awesome feedback yeah. with uh, with, uh, with every your people. Every time I post a call, you could be like, "You suck." <laughs> no, <laughs> you I can think that. of Happy Gilmore. You will not make this putt. <laughs> <laughs> no man, I, I uh, like I said, it's it's your competition, and and you, it's uh, we've talked about it before. Like, yeah, you want to talk crap on people, yeah. and you get to know them. You're like, this is a really nice guy. Like, yeah. I can. <laughs> and then you know, and 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 so it's I love all calls. I love all call makers. They're, yeah, everybody has their own unique sound, and sure. that's what's so fun about it. So, yeah. No, man, I'm excited for you. Thank yeah. you for having me on. Absolutely, man. Well, let's get you out of here. I'm gonna go relieve my wife and take take duty of the baby, but. Uh, guys, I can't stress enough. Go check out Life for Custom Calls. You've actually, before we even announced the giveaway, all last year I sang his praises. Uh, we've had people go to the Wild Turkey Expo, run his calls, and enjoy it. You got to meet uh, Pat and a couple other people. And, uh, you know, I, I cannot recommend supporting your local call makers. And I say that both selfishly in the future, but also because there's a lot of guys out there who are making really great calls, but they're passionate about it. They are truly custom calls that, in the sense that the design is purely theirs. They have put countless hours and dollars into coming up with that call and the experience you're going to gain from them is truly one of a kind so check them out uh consider joining patreon if, if you're interested supporting the show we got a lot of really cool stuff coming unfortunately this episode won't be video but the future episodes will continue to be video for you guys as well and hopefully we can have gene on actually we're going to do a video uh episode at your shop one day when you get it cleaned up so <laughs> until next time guys <laughs> y'all be that's, good that's the big in wild country rules were not created by man don't miss wild country wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m eastern presented by primos speak the language waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment a life that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. A mule there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.